directors cut movie put on your mask and gloves action they didn't notice us jump out from different angles nuts this one's a movie scene them cameras shoot and i seen them freeze frames color gray so think of the quarter case case this is director's cut of movie put on your mask and gloves action they didn't notice us jump out from different angles nuts this one's a movie scene them cameras shoot and i seen them freeze frames color gray so think of the quarter case case What's going on, people? Welcome to episode three of Director's Cut. Today, we're with someone that's influenced many generations when it comes to being a director. He's worked to the likes of Slim, Fredo, M24, DBE, Toxic TV. How you doing, my brother? How you doing, my boy? Bro, thank you very, very much for coming, because I know your schedule is mad. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having me. Before we get into this, man, how you been? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Can't complain, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Working, I see you active. Just working, yeah. Taking life. Soft life, that's what I call it. I want a soft life. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into it, like, all your highs, your wins, because you've been winning for years. Like, what people don't know, I've known you since I was, like, 17 years old. I remember it was Mill Hill, yeah? Moswell Hill. Moswell Hill, yeah? Yeah. And it was nighttime. And it was, like, you see, you, you was a rap city them days. Mm. But you were still goony though, like, <laughs> you're still goony. And I remember you was like, yeah, that's toxic. And you know, you're like, you know obviously you've been on top of your game for a minute. So when, when I'm at that age, I'm like, that's toxic. Like, that's the guy, like, yo, like. But before we take, take people back, like, to the high moments, how did it all start for you? How did it all start? It's crazy, man. Um, I used to go to, like, a, a youth club. I think it started from just a youth club, yeah. And then you just had a camera in there. Couple man used to rap, so you know how it is. You just man tried to do the producing thing. <laughs> I think we've all been yeah, there still. <laughs> man tried to do the producing thing. Man tried to do the flipping. Man tried to do the rap thing as well. Mm-hmm. It's nuts because man tried to, like not. I've never said this before, yeah. But man tried to rap back in the day. Like, what was your name? What was your rap name? Was it toxic as well? It was toxic as well. I used to rap still. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, I used to rap with. With someone called Mouth, who's actually Fredo, the manager. At oh the shit! Yeah, that's Fredo. Full circle. Yeah, we still wrapped together. Man. Yeah, it's crazy still. So from that, from when you was rapping, like what happened? Someone said, "Yo, we need a video." How did how did, how did Not, that all circle? So basically, man tried to rap, didn't work. Man tried to produce, producing didn't work. When I mean produce, I mean like tried to make beats. Mm. And I was just making some mad beats, bro. What, fruity loops? <laughs> yeah. Fruity loops or reason, or I don't know. And then, yeah, man. And then I just picked up the camera and just, I was like, yeah, I like the way the camera works. Like, mm-hmm. it was more, I felt like it was more my lane. Do you know what I'm trying to say? The rap thing wasn't for me. Producing. So I was like, nah, yeah, the camera thing, yeah, man. I've always been a kid as well, like, since a youth. Like, I like technology. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, as a youth, like, playing around with the DVD or the, the VHS or Mm-mm-mm. trying to plug in five Scott cables into the back <laughs> of the team. Just doing something, like, oh, that's how I've been from a kid, innit? So I feel like maybe I sat well on that lane, innit? So from then, like, you remember your first, you actually remember your first music video, like, and your first camera. Do you know what it is? Like, with me, I feel like there was my first music video in terms of, like, for one of my brethrens that was just around me. And yeah, then there yeah. was the first music video that was actually like, yo, this is my work. 
Oh. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. There was more like the test run, and man was just. I think we've all had that. We all had that one friend that rapped. Yeah. He's just... like, yo, let me shoot a video. Have a little test run, mm. and then, like, all right, I know how to sync the clips. I know how to do this. <laughs> I know how to... Let me try to do the real thing now. So what's nuts is where you linked me back in the day when you told me you linked me a muzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My auntie used to live on that road. Some more time, I just used to be on that road, like my cousins and whatever. And next door was a friend, and he was friends with. Um, he was friends. It's mad what popcorn ring at me. <laughs> so obviously, next door neighbor, he was good friends with Rich Thirty Two. So um, Rich had a song back then with. Um, Dundee, hard palm done. Oh, was, oh, when it was that retrospective days. It was retrospective day exactly. Yes, yes. So, we got into the old school. Old school, like, <laughs> old nine, old ten. So yeah, one day he was like, Yeah, look, these are having a block party, these are having um, a barbecue on Broadwater Farm. Do you wanna mm. come down, get some footage? Mm. Boom, boom, boom. I've turned up. Footage t- has turned into footage has turned into um a music video. So man's ended up shooting a music video. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's just all started from there, to be honest with you. Got wrecked underneath my belt straight away. So it kind of like... It's the early days as well, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of gave me like a little entry point mm. into the game in a sense where it was like I could reach out to other artists that were almost doing things or things were going on I could be like hold on I just shot Rich yeah like take me in yeah, do you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah, yeah. so it was almost it, it almost just gave me a stepping stone do you know what I mean it's mad when you say Rich V2 was your first video because like a lot of people's first video is my man of Instagram or my man of Facebook or MySpace them days because yeah. that was MySpace days isn't yeah, it yeah 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 so how did the link come between you and Rap City like because remember Rap City was really like Rap City, if you didn't have yeah. a Rap City video, bro, I ain't trying to watch you. Like, so what happened basically? I, I basically MySpace was it MySpace Facebook Facebook days. I used to talk to Steve that ran Rap City, and I used to speak to. Well, my relationship was more with Steve at first because remember Steve and Jay that ran Rap yeah, City shout together. Out Steve and Jay Rap City, yeah, old school, big them up, man. Um, basically, before Rap City, they had something called Lockdown Records. That's yeah. it. Lock, hey, listen, LD Records. Yeah, LD Records. <laughs> so they used to upload videos onto Lockdown Records. What's nuts? They used to shoot a lot of Hackney artists. Mm. And they used to, like, a lot of upcoming Hackney artists. Um, yeah, because they're from, they from East, didn't they? They're all from East, yeah. yeah. So they've done a lot of Hackney artists and they've done a lot of South London artists. So when I started linking them, I think um, they literally, I think what happened, they moved next door to Posty in it, somewhere in East. East, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, they moved next door to Posty. I just talked to Steve on Facebook. We ended up meeting up one day. He brought me over to his ass because he wanted to show me the edits and all mm. of that. We were just chilling, whatever. And then that's when I met Posty because Posty obviously lived, lived next door, yeah. Him. So they was on some, this is when GRM just first started. Right, no, fresh. Not even GRM, Grand Daily. No, 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 no. 
I Grime Daily. I Grime Daily, yeah. That's when I Grime Daily started. So basically, I think they was just helping Posty build up content for his um for his channel. Yeah. So these like I'm still like almost I'm still learning about the game. So mm. even by this stage now, where I've done the retro video, I didn't charge retro these guys to do it. I just yeah. done it for free. free I didn't yeah. even know that nah, man could make money from videos. Like, imagine that. When I first started this, I didn't know you could make money. Like, I didn't even know you could say to a man, oh, yeah, like... Give me a little £150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because them days, <laughs> like, them days a bill 50 was a lot of money. Yeah. So, man was on the thing where man was just trying to build man's channel or build man's name mm-hmm. and then just... and just shoot. Do you get me? And just get in that, that habit of shooting. So, obviously, what's happened now, I've clocked. Man can charge artists a little change and... Rah, rah, rah. So I was like, okay. So it kind of motivated me a bit more. And I thought to myself, okay, Posties had this camcorder. He gave me the camcorder once. He was like, yeah, mate, like, just shoot some freestyles for the channel. Um, it's so nuts. Man, got to the stage where I was actually, I had the Graham Daily website or the Graham Daily YouTube channel access to upload, upload. videos I think, do you know what it's like <laughs> I think we both I think we both been there because Posty gave that to me a couple <laughs> yeah. of times still back in the day shout out Posty yeah. you're a legend I'm yeah. telling you they got Posty man um, so he gave me access to GRM so yeah it was just almost like met lockdown met Rap City who was lockdown records they was doing GR they was working with Posty mm-hmm. helping them out on the Posty venture then what's happened is I think they thought to themselves, all right, Grand Daily's getting bigger now. What are we actually doing? Because we're, maybe we're building, maybe they were thinking we're building Posty's platform. Maybe they thought, oh, they just want to build. I, I don't know. But Rap City come along. And I remember the day that they come up with the name Rap City. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I was with them in the car. And then it was just like, yeah, what do you think? Rap City. I was like, yeah, boom. It's going to go mad. And um, yeah, and then Rap City started. What, do you want me to keep going? Keep, keep going, going, bro. So, so basically, Rap City started now. So when Rap City started, I was like, it was more like, yeah, like, it was it was less freestyles. It was more music videos. So mm-hmm. with man, it was like, I could really f- spread my wings and fly. Did you get it? It wasn't just like, oh, one day you're doing a freestyle for a GRM or lockdown. One day you're doing a music. This was just straight music video, music videos. Um... Rap City popped off quite quick though. You man, you lot was from like you lot was from hood to hood. Yeah, I think these times Link Up TV was just first coming up as well. Mm-hmm. So like, there was almost that like semi competition. Everyone's pushing for the, Link for the top Up spot, isn't it? Yeah. and Rap City. But I feel like at one point when Rap City first started, Rap City kind of had the streets in it in a sense where Link Up was doing industry stuff in mm-hmm. terms of like behind the scenes, video shoots, all that. But Rap City was actually in the streets. Because you've got to remember, there's a point in this industry where the industry is today. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was just in the streets. Yeah. Like, it, was none, it wasn't like... It was none of this stuff going yeah, on, yeah. basically. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. just all in the streets. streets. yeah. No one had money. Not, like, in a sense where music money. No one yeah. had music money. Directors, artists... Producers, whatever it was, it well, was trying like, to do a tin. Yeah, there wasn't. Do you know what I mean? There weren't no big deals on the table, nothing going on for anyone. So, Rap City had the streets. So then, 
yeah, man was just working with Rap City for a bit. Do you know what I mean? And at the same time, I felt like that big up Rap City, like because at the same time, I had a, I've always had a quite large network, mm-hmm. in a sense where like, like I've always known people from North East South West mm-hmm. as a youth. Do you know what I'm saying? Like 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I basically, when I come in with Rap City, I almost was bringing things to the table as well because I was almost giving them like, oh yeah, I know a man in Tottenham and I know a man in West London or I know a man in this end. So mm. it was like, Rap City actually knew a lot of people, but I also brought something yeah. to the table. Table, yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Because them days, you couldn't just go to any man's hood and shoot. Because remember, it was Rap, it was rap City, UK Overstood. I need to find out where they are because I actually need to get them on one day. You get me? UK Overstood's a pioneer as well. UK Overstood. Um, streets Incarcerated. Streets Incarcerated. You know what I mean? So it wasn't just the Graham Dadies. Because remember, Graham Dadies, Link Up TV, SBTV, yeah, Shotnam, all that. But they were, they were designer. Them days, yeah, yeah, right. and they've they, they kept it for all the. And generation. then you have the other nuts, like Media Massacre, yeah, and some, like Street Stars TV, yeah. You get me, Swift like, Turk, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So like, that's what I'm saying, like those, yeah. But so you had to be a certain man because certain man won't go into certain ends. Yeah, well, I feel like that's where rap scene kind of boss man in it because they used to just bring man to Peckham, like Yellow Brick Peckham. Yeah, we're shooting a video like 11 o'clock at night. I'm all like, I'm like 16, 17. I'm sitting in the car like, hold on, this is like, this is booty. Like, wow, what's going on? Like, do you get me? But after a while, man just, you start adapting to it. And yeah. Man just like get to shoots and just jump out. And certain times, man felt like a bit of a beg. Like, man would just jump out the car and start chatting to a man or. Yeah. But it was like, that's how man just started. But you're, but you're the cameraman. Facts. But, 100, 100. But have you known, but have you known that? Because we were just saying off camera that you've actually, from then you built your name. Because like I said, when I first met you, I was like, oh, that's toxic. Because yeah. remember, I came in the game a little just after you. So have you always known that you've been able to maintain your relevance from when you were young? Because I remember when I came up, I was like, oh, that's toxic. Like, have you known that your strength within the industry from then until now? Do you want me to be honest? Nah. Because it's like, it's been so much of a push and there's been so many highs, like super highs, and there's mm. been so many super lows. So it's like, like even to, like to a couple, only a couple years ago, like man would get pissed. Like if I was just seeing like a next cameraman working with a man that I regularly shoot or a man that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, Wait, do you actually let that stuff get to you? Like a man will shoot with you. Yeah. No, and I'll then they'll what, go. I'll tell you what will hurt me. It's like, when I see, like, a man, I'll shoot, like, five videos for a man. And then he'll just go off, and then one's different, like, and I just think, oh, shit, like, you fucked up a kind of... Your relationship. Not a relationship, more of a, like... Your flow. A little, um... I don't even know what to call it. A little consistency yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. tally kind of, like... You know what I'm saying? But after a while, like... I think I've only just started noticing, and I'll be honest with you, like maybe in the past year, year, year and a bit, is that man can't take things too personal, bro, in this game. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? It's like, with a man like me, where I've been in this for so long, I feel attached to the game sometimes, like emotionally attached. Mm. Because, like, 
for the past 10, like over 10 years, man's consistently like, there's not a month gone past where man ain't done nothing to do with this stuff. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So it was like, yeah, like at times, man's getting mad emotional or things ain't going the way you want. And do you know what I'm saying? But it's like, now I'm learning, it's the game. Yeah. Like, literally, like, like a PlayStation game. But you didn't have it in it to win it, mm-hmm. or you're in it to lose it. And it's mm-hmm. like, if man want to win, man can't let little things just get to you, get to man and get man emotional and throw man off. And do you know what I'm saying? It's like, man's just got to keep on like focusing on what's next and what's after the next. And you know what but I'm saying? You wouldn't know that until you get into that position. And like, like I said, you're getting mad and you're getting emotional with it, yeah? Mm. And you said you've had super lows and you've had super highs. But before you got to where you are now and you was in the hood, like what, what super lows did you have shooting videos in the hood and trying to get out of that section to be where you are now? Because the trenches are the trenches, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cameraman, or cam- cameraman or not, like you get put in certain situations. It's true still. <laughs> it's true. Because um, there must have been a turning point. Something happened, you're like, you know what? No, nah, I'm, not, I'm not doing this no more. Everything has to be proper. I think what happened is, and I, I always say this to a lot of people, a big, big turning point in my career is when, and I got a big up B-Dot on this one. I was at my mum's ass, chilling. B-Dot's rang me, talks, I'm shooting a gigs video. So, yeah, cool, what's happening? Like, what's up? Come help me. It's a big tune. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. So, you know me, I'm just a man. I'll just get up and go. So, I've gone to the shoot. Um, I was shooting Whipping Excursion. And um, B-Dot was there. B-Dot said, yeah, talks, like, help man out. Boom, boom, boom. So, I was like, cool. Gigs has all come over. Like, yeah, like, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he's happy man's on board, bro. So, I, I feel like we shot Whipping Excursion. I feel like after Whipping Excursion, it kind of showed people that I'm just not just that guy that has to shoot cars and girls and demand them on the block, but mm-hmm. I can actually do something that's... Creative. Creative, a bit more, like, not necessarily mainstream, but a bit more, like, user-friendly, universally, do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Instead of just, like, demand them ballied up and looking mm-hmm. all scary, do you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that was the turning point for me. I feel like... After that, I started working with Fredo a lot. Fredo was just coming up. Obviously, I'm from the same area as Fredo. Mm-mm-mm. So the chemistry and the relationship straight away made sense. Yeah, like, yeah. Cameraman, rapper, same area. I was working with Fred for a bit. Um, well, not even for a bit. Still You're still doing it now, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> was working with Fred. And I feel like that kind of almost elevated me as well because he was elevating as well in his career and mm-hmm. I was part of it at such an early stage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the elevation of just being trusted mm-hmm. to actually deliver bigger pieces of work or mm-hmm. for bigger artists mm-hmm. was more like man's opportunity to kind of say, all right, cool. Like, it's not just, man's not just filming Mashtown in London Fields or yeah, man's yeah. not just filming P, um, PYG in Peckham or like do you know what I'm it, like I, I can actually we can do like and I say in them days I wouldn't call it production but mm. I'd call it production in a yeah, sense yeah. where do you know what I'm saying because you yeah, Rap City 
to go back to Rap City. Rap City yeah, stopped. Sure. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 because Rap City stopped and then you kind of just found your way. Yeah, so what happened is Rap City lost their channel. Mm. So when Rap City lost their channel, um, I think it was a bit disheartened by it, innit? Mm-mm-mm. To be honest, because they did put a lot of work into that channel. So when they lost the channel, it was like, yeah, what are they doing next? So they was more on a, do you know what? Like, let's have a breather kind of thing. I think they was just trying to like, just take time out of the game because they was just moving like, they was grinding so hard mm. for Rap City that they deserve to kind of take a break for a bit. Mm-hmm. But I think what happened is while they was taking a break, the game elevated. The game was elevating at the same time very quick. Mm. And I was still like on my shit, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I thought, when it, when it got to this point, I was like, do you know what? No disrespect to Rap City, but it was more like, we've built this, I'm building this platform with you guys together. We're building this platform mm. together, mm-hmm. but the platform's just disappeared out of thin air. Mm-mm-mm. So it's like, do you know what? I want to build myself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I went to that mode. I went in like, all right, I just want to build myself. So I had my channel, Toxic TV, which yeah, I kind of yeah, yeah, abandoned for a bit while I was doing the Rap City stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, do you know what? Cool. Let's jump back on the Toxic TV stuff and start uploading on my channel and mm. just showing consistency, basically. Do you know what I mean? So... But even that, in that point, your channel was actually started to buzz as well. Yeah, my days. channel... It had a, it, I wouldn't say a buzz, but it was, it was almost like, like Pac-Man TV's channel. It mm. was almost on that le- level, like, oh yeah, a man would go shoot a Pac-Man TV or a man would go shoot a Toxic TV. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Um, and then I think Link Up was coming now. So then I started clocking that maybe Rap City was just like proper disheartened by like, Everyone coming through. The video, like, no, I think there was more just disheartened that they, they lost their channel and all of that stuff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? When you lose like six, seven hundred videos or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like coming back, what, to rebuild that yeah, again? it's long. Like, long. So I feel like when that started happening, I started building relationships with like Joey and Rasheed and started doing like, not necessarily... Forgetting about Toxic, but uploading on Toxic, but uploading on Link Up TV as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Just almost like... Spreading your wings. Spreading my wings. So, um, yeah. And then after Link Up TV, after that kind of phase panned out, I think, not panned out, but I think what happened, Link Up was on top of their game with the music videos. Yes. I mean, and then... GRM was at a stage at one point where things weren't really, not that things weren't really going on, but they weren't, their upload rate wasn't on LinkUp's wave. Because remember, LinkUp TV were directors, Posty was outsourcing. Yes, yes. We've all been outsourced. You've been outsourced by Posty, I've been outsourced by Posty. Posty was outsourcing, you get me? But that, but that was his model. That's how we were doing it. Yeah, that was his module. But where Rashid and, and Ade, were shooters. They were shooting. They, they were Halem on their team. Yeah, yeah. Shall I say it? And they were active. Yeah, they were active still. You know what I mean? But um, relationships. Relationships. How important would you say, because you were just saying that like, with the Rashid and all that stuff, building relationships, yeah. how important is building relationships being to your career? All right, relationships is key to man, to be honest with you. I feel like, in this game, if you ain't got no relation, if you ain't got like close relationships or close ties with people, like 
it's just, it, 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 I feel like you're just a bit more of a, just like a service. That it, I don't know if that's the right word, but I feel like mm. you're just like, hello, come do the work, goodbye. Do you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah. Where in a sense where, like over the years, I've built relationships, like I've been building relationships from Mashtown days, Hypo, Jay Spades, yeah. Mogs, Tricky, like, they were one of the first people I started building a relationship with in mm-hmm. the game. Um, Sneakball, moved on to Sneakball. Um, gigs, like, like there's so many people, obviously, over the years I've made, I've made relationships with. But I feel like this is something, obviously, I'd say to the young youths, yeah, or people that are coming up trying to get into directing and stuff. I don't wait for a record label to contact me to get a budget for a music video. Say that again. Do you get it? Like, Say No, no, you have to tell him again. Yeah, yeah, no. Did I you... don't wait for no record label, nowhere, to contact me, to wait for me to get to work. Mm. My thing's all relationship-based. Mm. So more time, it's the artist ringing me, saying, yo, Tox, I want to shoot a video, I'm going to pattern you up, with a loop you in with the label, boom, 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 boom. And that's how that's, more no, time. That's the best way because I feel like we've all tried to do that. The oh, label. Hit the label, they hit the A&R and you get aired. But when you've got that relationship with the artist, bro, you're winning. Yeah, you're winning still. It's not even necessarily winning as well. It's like, I feel like you come out with a better outcome. I feel like when a record label shouts you, they email you, they send you a brief, you, you do a treatment, you go back and forth. I feel like there's no, like chemistry involved so it's like it's like almost like you're just working for another corporate yeah, yeah do you know what i'm saying so it's like when you're an individual and you're up against a corporate it's like not necessarily overwhelming but it's like there's loads of things that could just not make a project push forward but when you're speaking to an artist for example and you're doing a treatment for an artist and it's like oh yeah i've got this song on the video oh yeah here's a treatment Oh yeah, I like that talks. Oh, can we change this up? Oh, talks, can we switch that up? Mm-mm. It's like, yeah. How did you feel when you made this song? What is this song about? The artist might, me and the artist might be speaking about what's going on in their life, or Mm-mm. me and the artist might be speaking about, you know, like, you know, conversation. Just having a conversation. Because then that actually, helps you build the creativity. It lets you build the creativity. Then the record label just saying, "Here's an MP3, mate. Here's the budget. <laughs> Here's how we roughly want it to be." Deliver a treatment. So I'd, I'd say to the young, not just the young, but other directors coming up, build relationships with artists or other creatives because mm. that get your foot in the door more easier, easier yeah. than just dealing with someone that's got a nine to five and a monthly wage. Mm, mm, Do you mm. get what I'm trying to say? So, um, look, I'm not discrediting the labels, but yeah. I just... In my... That's how, that's how it's worked yeah, for you. And for me, build relationships and, yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that's the kind of information that I feel is very important because I always say this on Director's Cut, there's a young person that want to be like me, there's a young person that want to be like you that's watching this and just a bit of information that you gave could change their life. Or could not even, might not even change their life, but change their way of thinking. Thinking, yeah. And Facts. if you could change your way of thinking... 
in this music industry, especially as a creative, no matter if you're a director, photographer, um, graphic designer, yeah. whatever you're in creative, the way you, if you change your way of thinking, you, you, you're to you're the bag. Yeah, you're gone. One thing I'd say is, um, as directors, I feel like we're the best A and Rs. Facts. I feel like we are, and like I said, no discredit to the A and Rs, yeah, because they do an amazing job. But I feel like we have the air before they have the air. Facts. Because how many viral videos that you will shoot or videos that you shoot that's gone viral, but you knew this song was going to go viral. Because I've had done a couple of videos. I'm like, yo, this song's going to go off. And sometimes the rapper's like, yo, no, you sure? You sure? No, I was like, this is going to go, go off. off. Like, you know it. Yeah. You know so when it's coming. How many times you had your A&R moment? Because you you've been, like I said, generations. Yeah, facts. No, definitely. A lot of artists I work with closely, do you know what I'm saying? Not in a sense where I like to personally A&R their stuff, but like... I listen to their tune and I'm quite an honest person. So if I don't like a song, like let's say for instance, I'm working with someone like Clavish and I don't like a certain tune or whatever, I'd be like, nah, that one's meaty, man. I don't really like it, bro. It's mm. not for me. I don't think they're going to... And when I say it's not for me, I always talk in a sense where it's like, it's not for the masses. Like I move like a fan in, in, in a sense, like, and I, look, I picture things from a fan perspective and I'm like... Now nah, we don't want that from you right now. We want this one. Yeah, that, that's the one. That's the one. And they, and they feel like the artists, they appreciate the honesty because you're not, you're not moving like a fan to them. Facts. But you're, but you're being honest. You're not on a yes man thing. Oh, yeah, that yeah, one's yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's hard. Just because, you, hard. Can, just because so you know hard, that video's yeah. going to do a million views. Yeah. No matter what song you choose of them, you know it's going to do a million, but it's like, no, nah, I want to do something that's going to stick with my name on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, even coming towards the Clavish, like, how did the Clavish connection start? Because I thought that now, that's the connection really that... Yeah, it's greatness, though. Yeah, everything, everything's just fire. Everything just gold. Every time you touch something. It's nuts, yeah, because I don't really... See, Clav? Clav's like, I call him little bro, big bro, because I don't really like to little bro people, you get me? But Clav is like little bro, big bro, in a sense where, like, his journey so far and I feel like he's still got so much further to go but I feel like his journey so far is like is inspiring mm. for other artists that are coming up because it simply shows the formula of just working hard and consistency together will just take you exactly where you need to go in life do you know what I'm trying to say not even just in music but in life do you know what I'm saying because mm. I first met Clav it's it's funny because the first time I met Clav, mm -hmm. his record label reached out to me and was like, yeah, and they sent me the tune. It was Fashion Week. And I was like, yeah, this guy's hard. Like, mm -hmm. like, I was shocked, like, at how they weren't, not necessarily taking him in, but it was like, I was shocked at what where he was. And I was like, no, this guy's next like I knew it from when I met him like the swag everything so yeah I met Clav fashion week he turned up three hours late to a shoot <laughs> yeah typical um turned up three hours late we shot fashion week I delivered it like a week later um yeah it went well then we worked on the next one then we ended up working on the next one then before you know it I got Clav and his manager at my ass, and we're listening to the whole catalogue and we're deciding what's next or showing me his plans. And yeah, it's nice. I like, I like being part of the journey 
on the right on the beginning stages. Yeah, like, yeah. Just before life's about to change for the artist. I like being... Because when their life changes, your life changes with them. Facts. Your life changes with them and you get... You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's new experiences, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, this is a new chapter for the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, do you, do you ever sometimes sit there and be like, I've, I've, not like I've made it, yeah? Because I feel like you're very humble in it, but it's like, yo, I've really done a lot of shit. Just not, I kind of discredit myself a lot, I'll be honest with you. In a sense where, not like I'm forcefully humble or forcefully, but it's like, when you're that person in the driver's seat, mm. you don't notice what you're impacting outside of the driver's seat because more time... You don't. You, 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 you don't. Just, it's like, when you're driving a car and you're driving it fast, you're not, when you look out the window, you don't want to look out the window. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you're moving so fast, so you ain't got time to see what's, oh, yeah, what's going on here. Or, so it's like, man's just been going and going and going, literally. So it's like, yeah, times I do sit down at like two in the morning and I'm watching videos that I shot 10 years ago and I'm like listening to some old school song and I'm listening, oh, like the beat sounds so much mm. like... Obviously, like not in a rude way, but production levels back then sounded completely Different shit to, to what it sounds now. now. So it's like I do have almost them reminiscing times, but to me, like I still feel like I've got a lot to do. I still feel like I feel like me personally in my journey, I look at it sometimes and like I feel like I'm five years behind. I feel like what I'm doing now should have been doing five years ago. Do you get me? And that's something that more time keeps me humble by force, not by like, oh, I'm just humble. And oh, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's more like I'm forced to be humble because I just feel like I'm just not where I want to be yet. Do you get what I'm saying? It's crazy you say that because it's like you look at yourself like that. And I was saying to you off camera, like other people won't look at you like that. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like, I've known you for so so long. You feel me? So I see your journey. So I'm like, yo, Toxic just, he's going. He's going, he's not stopping, he's not stopping. <laughs> but then there's a young kid that's looking at you like, yo, I need to get with me toxic, I need to get with toxic. They're looking at you like, like they look at their favourite rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which isn't a bad thing, but sometimes it's good to just take it in and like, not like I'm that guy, but it's like, yo, I've really been on top of my game for so many years. That's, I always feel, that's why I feel it's very important for me to give directors their flowers because... You know, I appreciate it, man. Not everyone sees what they do. But I, I look at, see, like, things like your work and all the other directors, I look at it as a fan perspective. I'm like, mm. yeah, that's hard. Oh. You might do something like, yo, how come I didn't think of that? Yeah. You feel me? Or, yo, no, how did he think of that? Where did he get that idea from? You know what I mean? So it's always good for, for you to actually get told now and again, like, yo, I've really been doing it for so many years and I've stayed on top of my game. Yeah, yeah. Where do you draw your inspiration from for videos? Because not everything's just cars, girls, lifestyle. Mm. Like, where do you actually draw your inspiration from? Because it's nuts, yeah. Because a lot of people, well, a lot of, a lot of other directors I speak to, they like they get their inspiration from films and stuff. But I'm a man. I don't really enjoy films. <laughs> like, I'm a bit ADHD, so I'm like, I can't sit down for a whole two hours mm. and watch a film. I can, but it's like it's not something that. I can frequently do all the time. Mm. So more time, 
inspiration is nuts because like sometimes I watch other videos, but I watch like I watch videos that are done like in like Brazil or videos that are done in Germany or videos done in Sweden. I try to watch videos that are away from UK. Mm. But then at the same time, and look, a, a lot of directors might not admit this, yeah, but see me, I'm I come here to talk facts on it, yeah. I'd watch a lot of other other my other I wouldn't say competitors, but I'd say other what's the word? What's the word that I'm gonna say? Other basically the other directors, you know what I'm saying? Our other fellow UK directors. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Peers. Yeah, yeah peers. peers. You know what I mean? I was always trying to figure the word. I was too. gonna say peers, but I was like, raw, we brethren or like but I don't know, yeah. Associates then, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I watch like, do you know what I'm saying? Like even like Rap City days, like when Rap City was Sorry, I'm going back a bit, but no, even when back. Rap City was like, when I was on board with Rap City and El Mino was coming through. Like, Shout out El you know Mino. what I'm saying? Legendary, like, legendary cameraman. And I was like, bro, his visuals are mad. Like, my man used to do the mad focus thing and take the focus <laughs> up and rip it back in. And he's got the mad 200 mil lens. And <laughs> I'd be like, this guy's moving mad. Do you know what I'm saying? So, and he, hey, listen, he was focused, you know. He's, listen, when Omino's got that camera in his hand, you don't, yo, me, yeah, he's, he's not, you're focused. He's he had the mad rig, you. he had the cowboy rig. Bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, so inspiration, other countries, other UK directors, and then, yeah, just always try to see how a man can. My main thing is always making the artist happy mm. and then after making the fans happy, but you've always got to make the artist happy first, innit? Because it's like, do you know what I mean? Like now, you've got to that point where you outsource a lot of your stuff. Like, yeah. where did that change come from? From having the, was it 550D to the 5D Mark II to the 7D to the A7S, A7S II? Now I'm seeing you with that Aries and the Reds. Like, what, like, take me through that transition from the 5D all the way to the Aries. Because when you was using the 5D, I know you wasn't seeing yourself with the Aries. You're thinking, yo. Yeah, it's I'm... nuts. It's, it's actually nuts, yeah, because when I use an Ari now, it's almost like I'm just using an A7S. But then before I used the Ari, I'd look at that camera and I'd be like, what the f- what's all these wires and all of this <laughs> map box and what's all of this, all of these things, like, what's going on here? Like, I'll be thinking, I, I couldn't, do you know what I mean? But now, because I use it so much, I understand it. Like, yeah. where would the little cables, what, what's for what? And you know what I'm trying to say. But the transition, to be honest with you, I think I've always wanted to use big cameras and big equipment. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I just feel like the game wasn't there yet, innit? And I wasn't there yet. Um, I felt like when I had the chance or I was in the position mm-hmm. to run with it and really get my hands on Aries on anything I could, I kind of just slept on the on the handhelds and I said to myself, do you know what? I don't want to push people to think I'm only capable of shooting on a handheld. I want to show people, yo, it's Ari and big lights and crew and... Also as well, when you're working with a lot of, not necessarily hood artists, but yeah, hood artists, Mm. you want them to feel like 
Roti. Man's having a big video shoot going on. Like, this ain't no little handhelds. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, <laughs> yo, camera crew, yo, first, yo. Yeah, my thing's different. Yeah. yeah my thing's so different. So I almost wanted them to have that experience as well and start feeling like a little bit more special in front of the camera as well. So it was like... But how do you explain it to the artists? Because some artists, when it comes to budgets, well, see, the budget for an A7S video yeah. and the budget for an Ari video two different, two different budgets. Mm. So if you're telling a man, yeah, I can do it for this much, but oh, you can get the Ari for this much, like, not everyone understands that. Like, how do yeah. you break it to them? How would I break it down to them? Well, put it like this. Um, I feel like we're in that day and age nowadays, yeah, where investing in yourself is probably the most important thing you can do, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So, look, everyone's got the, not ev not everyone's got the funds in it to or the backing to cover for an Ari shoot, do you know what I mean, or a big crew or production. But if you have, I'd say, look, like quality, it's like it matters, do you know what I mean? You're shooting a music video, like you want to have good visuals like you want your fans or whoever is viewing it to like feel like wow what's this or mm -hmm. you want like do you know what i mean so it's like when you're using the lower production cameras mm -hmm. you're only going to get lower production results do you know what i'm trying to say so it's like i tell people you get what you pay for you get what you pay for in this day and age so it's like th there's nothing wrong with it mm -hmm. like this is the way I i'd put it in a comparison like it's like having Air Forces and then like having a pair of Louis Vuittons or Dior's on. Yeah, Do you get it? You know, it's the same the analogy. The Air Force. It's the same, same analogy I use, to, I use to people. I say, listen, you can either go to Primark, you can go to H&M, yeah? You can come to us. You can use Gucci, Louis Vuitton. Exactly. And the thing is, you could be LV, I could be Gucci, he could be... um. Dior, like, what do you want to yeah, sport? Yeah, You get me? Facts. So it's, it's, it's to, depending on what you want to spend. 100. So it's like, just put it like this. A man wearing white Air Forces, they're still clean and hard. But put the Dior's on or put the Louis Vuitton's on and yeah, he's flexing. But there's nothing wrong with the both, but mm. it's just you get what you pay for. Yeah, you yeah, get what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? So in terms of production, I just feel like if the artist has got the money or the budget there, Spend it because yeah. it's only an investment to you. Yeah. yeah, but if you, you know what I mean. If you're on low budget or you're just you're try, you're just trying to push your brand or whatever, yeah, just use an A7S and work your way up. Do you know what I mean? Me personally, I felt like as well. Another thing that kind of just put me off the smaller cameras was a man. Man would be shooting and man would be like, "Oh yeah, get take a photo of me," or <laughs> and man would be like, "Yeah, take a photo," or man would be like. Um, can you send me that clip? Or yeah, yeah. Can you send me like some, there might be some behind the scenes stuff that I've captured just on a. Do you know what I mean? He's like, oh yeah, can you send that to me? And then I just started feeling like man would ring me like, oh yeah, talk to me up to. Do you want to come to the show? And yeah, like bring your camera. And it was just like I started feeling like I'm I'm, I'm stepping my foot into more videographer world. Yeah, and actually running with it instead mm. of actually trying to be a director and that's what you came you came from the videographer world and i come from the videographer world which is nuts but it's like you know what i'm saying things like, you got, know a man be like yo but i got tots coming to film it though so it's like like going back to perception yeah yeah i got tots coming to film it though yeah so it's like people want to just they want to feel that they got that designer coming to their shows filming. yeah yeah so that's that's why so you so you say you had to take you had to change your whole structure 
I said we had to change the structure. But do you know what's nuts, yeah? And I don't want to contradict myself here, but these smaller cameras nowadays, you still can achieve a lot on it. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? We're talking about FX3. Do you know what I'm saying? Sick camera, you can Even achieve FX30. a lot. Even FX30. FX30, mm. FX6. Like, you can achieve a lot on these Black cameras. Magic. Black magic. Do you know mm. what I mean? But me personally, I just feel like I'm at that stage now where my visions becomes more achievable on an Ari. Yeah. Do you get it? Because you're at that stage where you, where you know what Ari's going to give you. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Travelling. Travelling. Recently, I saw you in Jamaica, Popcorn. Yes. Another good relationship that you have. Yes. Like, how... It's like a two-part question. How important is travelling visually for you? And do you remember your first video abroad and you was like, raw, they want me in this country with my camera and I'm getting paid mm. and my flat's paid. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> um, I'm traveling. taking you back now, innit? You know what's nuts? I've travelled so much doing shoots. I think I've done more shoots abroad than I've gone on holidays. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's nuts. Um... And it's nuts because when I go on holiday now, I don't enjoy my holidays. Because you're not shooting. Because I like everything moving at a thousand miles per hour. Yeah. So yeah. when I get on holiday and I'm just chilling and I'm just like, just like, nah, man, I just want to go and recce and yeah, yeah. I want something to go wrong and then man's just running around trying to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, holidays, I don't know. I like traveling. I, I don't know. I'm typical light skin, man. You might as well say that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I like traveling, but then at the same time, I don't because when I go shoot a video, I literally want to stay for the period of time that it's going to take to shoot and go. That's all I want to do. I don't want to two extra days and three extra days and yeah, yeah, just chill by the beach and nah. I literally want to fly in, shoot or recce the next day, shoot, shoot, leave. Like, Damn. that's how I like it. Mm -hmm. I don't like overstaying. If you get what I mean, I do, like to. Do just... you remember your first video abroad, though? Yeah, first video abroad could do. I don't know. Might have been like a mealy little like Amsterdam or something. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I think. Do you know what's nuts? I went with Amsterdam with with Timbo, Mitch, STP. I don't know if old these school, are old, school, old school. Old school. Yeah, oh, that show shallow. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Georgia Ante. Yeah, I went with them man back here in uh, 2011, 2012. I went Amsterdam. And this is like the first time man's kind of going away for a shoot. So I didn't know how to prep properly. So I must have brought all my camera gear <laughs> in a big suitcase. And then I must have brought bare clothes with me. These times I go to Amsterdam, you know. So I'm bringing, <laughs> I'm bringing a suitcase like man's going to Dubai. So I remember that first time, yeah. And then I was like, Got back, I was like, what's he doing? Like, but yeah, that was a good shoot. I think when I when um the next shoot I went style OG took me to Jamaica. Because I must have been like 20, 21, I was young. It was nuts, like I come off the plane, like he took me straight to a rave. Like <laughs> man's suitcases in the car and that. Like man's come from the airport to a rave. Man's in the rave. Like, you know, like 
in Jamaican culture, like when they, when there's like a good song playing or whatever, they pull like, it up ten times. They pull it up. They might like beat two shots in the air. Like, do you get me? So I've it's gone there. I'm, getting two shots in the air. I'm like, bro, what's going on in here? Like, <laughs> do you get me? Like, what type of and just come out the airport, yo, like, what's going on? So I remember, yeah, Stylo brought me to Jamaica. Very good experience. That's yeah. the one thing about our jobs. We get to experience things that we wouldn't have experienced. Yeah. Like, we've got so many stories we can come and tell our normal... When I say normal friends, like, you know what I mean? Our friends Facts. that ain't in the industry, because we've all got friends that ain't in, ain't in the industry. And I would be like, yo, I went to Jamaica. I went to the rave and they just beat off two... Yeah, they just beat, yeah. You know what I mean? So, um... It's like, it's exciting, but at the same time, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something I always like to ask on director's cut. I feel like it's very, very, very important because we've been through this journey and we've made mistakes, we've had wins and we've had losses. But what advice would you give to your younger self? Socialise a bit more and network a bit more. Don't be shy. Don't be scared to ask anyone for anything. Like, just be as confident and just be as confident as possible. Another advice to give to my younger self, um, don't be cheeky. I was a bit of a cheeky one mm. when I was little. So, as growing up, I don't know. Maybe it just comes with maturity, innit? Do you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I'd say younger side to myself, I'd say, yeah, man, just be a little bit more confident, network, be out and about a little bit more, have fun. Furthermore, have fun. That's another thing. Because I'm a person, I'm very serious sometimes in a sense where even my work and everything I'm doing, I just take it over serious sometimes. When it's just like, do you know what I mean? Just let your hair down sometimes and just enjoy the ride, innit? Enjoy the journey, innit? The bad times, the good times, just enjoy it. Especially the bad times. Because when things are good, you look back at the bad times and you think, you know what? I should have enjoyed that struggle a bit more. Mm. Embrace the struggle, embrace the pain and just plough through it till you win. Nah, Tox, I really appreciate you coming. I feel like... We can keep going. Yeah, I know. It's not. Your journey has been crazy. And it's been, it's sick to see. It's sick, like, just looking on the outside, a new video comes slim. Yeah. Recently, just on Slim or Fredo yeah. or DBE or M24. And it's like, Toxic TV, Toxic TV. I was like, he's hitting again. He's hitting again. And we got the group, and we're like, yo, Toxic done it again. You know, you seen it? Because everyone waits for the Thursdays. Everyone waits for Grand Daily on Thursdays. The premiere is like, you're still you're still going and I I wanna um just give you your flowers, bro. No, it's a blessing and, from God, man. And you know just I mean? keep going, keep killing them, keep hitting them with the mad videos all the time and just keep leveling. No, I appreciate it, man. I'm Flash Johnson. This is episode three of Director's Cut. Until next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Director's Cut. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe for more videos.